In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Check me out right here, yo.
folks, welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. This is your Friday episode. I Did we make it through an entire week together? Did, 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 did I put out five shows this week? Did we do that together? Did you guys get through the shit that you needed to do? Man, it it was a uh, it was a crazy. I mean, it, this week was crazy. Uh, I'm so happy to have it behind me. Uh, almost, we just got to get through this Real Housewives of Orange County recap. And uh, you know, it was one of the things I just did. I just don't. I did not feel like stepping up to the mic today. I uh, I've been. Try- I was trying. I spent like an hour trying to make a TikTok video. I put up one yesterday, and then I tried to put up another one about uh, the real world homecoming because they announced on April 20th that, uh, you know how they do the real world homecoming based on MTV's The Real World, where they reunite casts. Um, They did New York, which was great. They did LA, which I thought was interesting. And now they're doing New Orleans, which has, if you listen to the first episode of So Bad It's Good, the first fucking episode I've already cursed within the three minutes and I'm hitting my fist like a man. If you can hear that, um, the first episode two years ago, I started off, it was a solo episode and I started off with my, my so bad it's good moments. And one of those moments and, and, and kids, if you're listening, there was a show called the real world where they picked seven strangers to live in a house and they did different locations and stuff. Eventually by season 30, it just got to be a bunch of douchebags drinking Red Bull vodka. But at a, at a time, it meant something like it really, it was like kind of this cool sociological experiment. I, I think those first seasons of real world actually are so like cinema verte. Like it was like artistic and it also like kind of shared greater truths about ourselves and especially growing up. So Paramount Plus is doing real world New Orleans and it has a character, you guys, David. Now, David, this is a show from two, the year 2000, which what? That's a whole nother freak out in my head. I can't, I wake up and all of a sudden it's 22 years past real world New Orleans. What, what, what? No. Um, Oh, we got to talk about some things today, folks. We do. We got. We got to talk. Um, so David in Real World New Orleans, he was a performer, if you will, and he had one of the. I this is like so burned into my memory was that David performed a song, and it was him on like a Casio keyboard, and it was like Dwabble Dwee Dabble D. Come on, be my baby tonight. Come on, be my baby tonight. I've seen the way you treated other thugs you've been with. Come on, be my baby tonight. It was, and it kept going. And I just remember as a youngster going like, holy shit, this might be one of the best. Like, I was like, remember this, Ryan. Rem- lock this in. This is going to be important in your life somehow. And and it really has. So we get to, he now goes by the name Tokyo. He looks completely different. He has like this weird shaggy beard that you guys got to see the trailer. I'll probably put it into Monday's episode. I'm going to do a lot of pop culture stories on Monday uh, with Sophie, but also with me, like I usually do beforehand, because I got to talk to you guys about Jared Leto a little bit more. I got to give you the fallout with this Will Smith story, because it keeps getting like it. 
like guys, okay, yeah, like it, it's it's now like there's like a weird cover up, and they're saying the academy asked him to leave and didn't ask him to leave, and it's like, yo, I've got to move on with my life eventually. Like let's, you know, it, it's bizarre. It, this is this is what we do though. We make we make big things bigger. Like we're gonna now have to hear about this stupid shit for the, like the next three months. We gotta talk about Ezra Miller, the actor on Monday. Ezra Miller, he plays the Flash. The fast dude from uh, Justice League, but you might know him from the perks of being a wallflower. Really talented actor. Seems like he's a very troubled young man. We'll talk about that. We got below deck news. I want to talk to you still about Real Housewives of New Jersey. Jackie's scene. I guess I can talk about this real quick right now. Jackie's scene where she goes and talks about her eating disorder and then comes back and talks to her husband. You know, Jackie is not my favorite housewife by any stretch of the imagination. She's had like really beautiful, like really good moments, even in terms of housewifery, you know, like doing the Gia, (laughs) Gia maybe like what if Gia was on cocaine at college? Um, But her openness about her eating disorder and that she is really at the, you know, she's really in a bad place and, you know, you get to see her therapist talk with her about this and her go home to her husband and and she wants to work on it. And it's, I got to tell you, man, like we love the craziness and the insanity and Noella doing a s- s- pancake stack of vaginas for her husband's birthday. But like this stuff, it's real. And, and we've all been affected. Like somebody we know or ourselves have dealt with an eating disorder. And it is, you know, and we've known Jackie now for a couple of seasons where we even kind of knew even if she was telling herself she didn't, we all kind of was like, yeah, you know, it was like Katie and Tom Schwartz. We're like, yeah, not a good couple. Like we knew before they did potentially. Um, so it was really amazing to hear her speak about it and to hear her want to get better. And Evan, her husband said this really interesting thing about, um, well, you know, these, you know, as we get up in age, I want to, I want to spend the rest of my life. Like we can travel and go eat and not worry about what we, you know, and, and it was an interesting perspective too, from, from him, I thought of just like, of, of I want to enjoy our life. And I think like I'm, I'm dieting right now. I've been dieting for two weeks and I, I I'm eating like, you know, but I'm working out every day and it just fucking sucks. I want cheese so bad, you guys. I had soup for dinner, and uh, it, it's it's just so much work. It's so much work to do hard things, but to watch somebody face um, something that's very deadly is is just so inspiring to see. And it just the the bravery she has with you know which to put that in front of us. It's like what I say is like these shows give us such a solid foundation when it when it's real, we can go crazy with them. You know, like the real stuff, if you can give me enough real, I'll fucking hear about Teresa and, you know, wanting people to wear her spandex at a baseball. I'll I'll listen to all that shit if you can just give me a little real, if I can just see a little real in there, you know? So, uh, yeah, so I guess I just did talk about Real Housewives of New Jersey. Of course, we'll talk about Bruce Willis on Monday. Craig Conover, we want to talk about his book, uh, Pillow, what is it, P- uh, Stuff Me With a Pillow or Pillows and Puffies or I don't know what it is, uh, but I'll find out by Monday. And I guess in it, he admits he had an Adderall addiction, which then g- makes me admit, yeah, we. I think we all knew. Yeah, we. we I don't know. I don't think he covered it up. 
Uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, they premiered their trailer. Uh, I think it looks great. Uh, Bravo fans are really funny because they're already complaining about it. It's just like, we can't, we can't agree on anything. Like, we just can't. Like, there is no, it would, like, have, when is the last time we agreed on something? Like, even with Beverly Hills, we all agreed we liked it, but we agreed in different ways of why we did. And then Erica Jane came in there of like, look at me, look at my life. And half of the people bought that shit and half the people like me didn't. And unfortunately, that is going to be one of the last times I will be able to speak about that dork. (sighs) Oh, I want to speak about Black China, too. And Raquel. Raquel from Vanderpump Rules might be dating Peter. Uh, or Nima from, uh, from Shaws of Sunset, or Peter Madrigal from Vanderpump Rules. Like, that doesn't make... Like, listen, Peter seems like a nice guy, but come like. Uh, we'll talk more about this on Monday. I no the the thing that's pissing me off today, and this is one of the most insane things that I have had to deal with because of this show. I'm hitting my fist again, and it kills me. And I ho- like I uh, I hope I hope you will uh, I hope you will stick by this show regardless of what I can or can't talk about it. So. Uh, I got, uh, I got a cease and desist today. So it, it's my first one and I'm very, I broke my cease and desist cherry. And, uh, you know, this is a comedic podcast and the people that don't get that, like I try to put a lot of heart into this. I try to put a lot of myself into this and this is how I view the world for better or worse. But I also do stupid jokes, insane, stupid jokes. I, I would I would I would be remiss if any of you guys out there are thinking that I uh, I'm trying to think of a, a crazy example without you know I, I trust you guys know when it's too and I've gone too far plenty of times I go too far I go too far in my own life believe me I'm this is not the first I'm not I'm used to apologizing um, and I I genuinely do care about people but also like this is we watch these shows. It's like wrestling, you know? Um, I will not be able to recap this season of real housewives of Beverly Hills, which will be starting in May. So I guess you will be able to listen to that on other podcasts, but I will not be able to speak about those women on this podcast. Uh, or I will, uh, I will get sued. And that is just insanity, isn't it? (laughs) That is just insanity to actually fucking read a cease and desist where it literally says, uh, said client said that Lisa Rinna eats her farts. Like, how do you fucking even type that out and like, take it seriously? Do you, I mean, really do, does anybody out there think Lisa Rinna eats her farts? I said it a bunch of times in like, I think, I don't even know. Like, I just say shit off the top of my head. I say it a bunch of times, and I said, Lisa Renna eats her own farts. And I did her like, and I did the voice and all that shit. And I guess, who I thought Lisa was a cheapskate, hired a fucking lawyer. And got iHeartRadio involved. And I don't even know if I'm even allowed to say this, but I cannot, I'm not going to be able to recap the show. I don't even know what, I don't want to fucking just talk about Orange County for the rest of my days. Like, are you, like, I I look forward to recapping Beverly Hills. Like, that is like something that I actually enjoy, you know? Like, I actually enjoy, it meant something to me. And like, the fact, like, get, 
I mean, if I said Lisa Rinna killed somebody, right? If I said, I know Lisa, yes, then, yeah, I guess I'm up, you know. But if I say that Lisa Rinna eats her own farts, do you know that it's not even, I don't think it's even possible to eat a fart. Like, I I just don't even, like, if you even think about it. And the fact that I had to, I had to ask my roommate, who's a lawyer, for advice. And then I had to pay for a phone call of money I don't have. And then I have to explain it to a lawyer where I literally, I had to send it, send it to him and then say like, oh, it says that, uh, you said that Lisa Rinna eats her own. Like, do you, do you realize even how embarrassing that is in even terms of suing? Like that to me is frivolous. Like, I don't even know why, like, is, is that the point? Like just to fuck with me? I mean, like, I, like, holy shit. I, 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 I one part, you know, my friend said, oh, well, at least. At least you know that the uh, the show is is uh, getting out getting out there, <laughs> which I'm just like what? No, I don't. I'd rather not. Like I'd rather the show be very independent and not get out there. But like now, I'm worrying about. Uh, 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 like I I've been told I cannot talk about this, and it's just so stupid. Like can, have you ever heard of anything? crazy. Like now I feel like Jax is going to come after me and I'm never going to be able to talk Jax again. And then I'm just super fucked. So to the ladies of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for this upcoming stupid season, I hope you are very, very, very happy because it just, and I hope, I hope whoever's listening, you stay with me. We will find something fun. We will, I will fucking even work harder. And I want you to know that you just got pranked on an April Fool's Day prank. Are you out of your mind? Did you believe that? Did you really believe Lisa Rinna? Did you really believe Lisa Rinna sued me for saying she eats her own foot? Are you guys out of your mind? Are you kidding? No, I wouldn't. I'm going to, even if I was sued, I would still talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. There's no, that show is not, nobody's, nobody's going to be escaping my wrath this season for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But it is April Fool's Day, folks. And last week or last year, I quit the show or like I I said, we were done with the show and, and it was pretty good. And then I was like, how do you top that? And I don't think this tops that, but I wanted to still do something. And, uh, there was a, a list of ideas that I, my friend said, uh, uh, I was going to have my parents come on and that say that I got into an accident. And then uh, she was like, no, that's very wrong. Like that, that's who you're dealing with folks. Somebody that clearly was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I got my mom and dad? And it's like, no, that's just not funny. And she explained to me why uh, that, that is just not funny. And and I, I, I came to realize that wouldn't be funny, but I wanted to share with you the creative process. So I hope you enjoyed that. By the way, I hope nobody turned it off halfway through that. And was like, I'm done with this guy then. Or I hope nobody turned it off halfway through and started like writing an article for page six. Anywho, April Fool's Day, you guys. Can you believe it? Am I your first one of the the day? Has anybody else got any good? How many people? Uh, I used to I used to do the stupid one where I said I was pregnant, like me as a man. And that uh, just shows you the level of humor. Like, by the way, but also how it did make me laugh to think of Lisa Rinna suing somebody for saying that uh, she eats her own farts. I just think that it's so just lowbrow. And I just, it, I want to, I love lowbrow. Low, there is a place for lowbrow, you guys. There is. Anyways, I hope, thank you so much. I heard the, gro- I hear the groans from here. I don't need the eye rolling, you guys. We're a family. 
We we're, we're allowed to be stupid on Fridays. It's casual Friday, you guys. It's casual Eat Your Own Farts Friday from Lisa Renna. What's up, Ryan? I'm very excited. Can you talk about me? I say, I say, you better be able to talk about me, Sutton Shrek. You got three weeks, sir, to make sure you're defending my honor, Sutton. I've got two minor league, I say, I kind of, two minor league baseball teams that depend on me. I am on the board of directors for a ballet troupe in Cleveland, Ohio. I say, I say. <laughs> da, 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 da. You guys, uh, I picked the song, the matchup earlier. Um, uh, Tom Petty, uh, you know, Tom Petty and Notorious B.I.G., of course. Tom Petty. Uh, means a great deal to me. And I just watched tonight. Uh, you can watch this on YouTube for free, actually. They have a documentary on the making of his second solo album, Wildflowers, which is one of the most beautiful albums that you can ever hear in your life. Uh, the song Wildflower, like you belong with the wildflowers, you belong someplace out at sea. It is just such a stunning, simple, beautiful song. But even in the documentary, it points out that simple song has like 30 moving parts, but you just think it's an acoustic song. But if you listen, because you're just so in the music that you don't even realize how complicated it is because you're just in this kind of beautiful experience. Um, I don't know. I I, uh, I love Tom Petty. So I, I've been lucky to see him a couple of times in concert. And I'm always going to be bummed that I never saw his last show, uh, which was at the Hollywood Bowl before he uh, passed uh, untimely death. And I've been thinking a lot about death this week. As you, if you started with me on Monday, you know, I've been thinking a lot, uh, in regards to Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters and regards to my own personal life. And, you know, I choose to laugh and joke and all that stuff, but man, it's really scary. You know, it really is scary. You know, um, I was talking about one of our listeners who, who just started, uh, chemotherapy and, and, uh, you know, is battling cancer. And I know she's going to kick, I know she's going to kill it. Like she's going to kick its ass. Like I genuinely believe that. And I hope one day when, when, when something bad happens to me, because unfortunately we're not going to be able to escape it. Like it's go We're all going to have something bad happen to us. I hope you guys will let me know when I doubt myself that I can make it. So, uh, but I, anyways, this documentary, it's called, um, uh, Somewhere You Feel Free, and it's uh, it just came out last year. Uh, it premiered at Sundance last year and came out. I mean, it's it's uh, if you love Tom Petty, you will dig it. It's it's not like anything special in terms of documentary format, or it's not titillating. There's no like, oh my god, who murdered who? It's just very like them putting together this album. Rick Rubin was the producer. Uh, Rick Rubin is a fantastic, amazing, insanely good producer who kind of discovered Beastie Boys and has done work from like Deftones all the way to Tom Petty. He does producing for everybody. Uh, even Kanye, he did uh, the 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 black album that Kanye did. Is that, wait, wait, what are the Yeezus? Sorry. Yeezus black album is Jay-Z, but I was thinking anyways. So, uh, yeah, I was just thinking about Tom Petty and there's just those days. It, it was kind of overcast today and I went hiking and I was listening to, uh, some days you just got to listen to Tom Petty. 
You know, some days you got to listen to Tom Petty. You got to remember Tom Petty. We got to share with our kids Tom Petty. We have to like, this is beautiful music. This is great. This is good stuff. And Tom's great because you can rock out to Tom or you can be sad with Tom. He was, uh, you know, that's what you call a double threat, you know? So uh, I, I just, I don't even know why I mentioned that. I just like to share with you guys what uh, what I've been doing um, anything else that I got to let you, yeah, follow me on TikTok. If you like the show, please, uh, please rate and review five stars on Apple podcasts and five stars on Spotify. Uh, I'm, I'm being told to, um, say that every episode now. Um, and I know that sounds douchey, but if you take a second, that would really be great for me. Uh, God, I hate asking that. Um, oh, also I did read a review from a Japanese listener uh, this, uh, I think it was on Monday's show, actually. What a, what a packed show that was. And, uh, he, this, I, this guy updated his review because he heard me. And now I, this is inception. Now, now I'm just going to keep bringing this guy up just to freak it. Like, I'm going to keep bringing him up until he's like, please stop. I'm going to take away. I need you to stop mentioning me on the show. Uh, this guy, so he says, uh, Ryan read this review on the air, fainted dead from shock and happiness. Remember, this is the gentleman from Japan, you guys. Uh, he says, Hey, he said my name with perfect pronunciation and intonation. Ryan, have you ever studied Japanese? You know what? I have not studied Japanese, but I've been to Japan four times and it is a magical, magical place that I had such an amazing, and I, I can't, I should share more Japanese stories because I've had some really wild adventures there. B, I am a married guy. All right, dude. When I heard that Ryan had read my review on the show, I ran to tell my wife she was so excited. We listened together to it. She immediately called her sister in the countryside to tell her that I was being discussed on American West Coast media. The whole family is so proud. My wife made me a special celebration dinner and dessert, and we had a beautiful evening. Thank you, Ryan, for paying attention to my small comment, but a big one for me and spreading the international happiness. Is this a real review? Am I getting April Fool's Day? This is this guy is so nice. Like, that is so... Can you imagine? Like, he's... Well, I hope this is real so I can, you know, so you can be happy again this weekend if you're listening. And hello to all of your family. This is Ryan from the West Coast... Uh, what did the, the, the American West coast media, you guys. Oh my God. Oh, that's this day. I've been such a long day. I had to wake up early to, I, I got requested to be interviewed by this Paris magazine called Cinerama. And they interviewed, this gentleman interviewed me about hate watching. And, uh, it's like a really, I guess, really respected publication. And I got to speak to this guy over zoom today about hate watching and about Che Diaz and about, which is why I'm like, wow, that Che Diaz really travels even to Paris. It's amazing. But, uh, that was exciting. And I got to tell you like that, 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 that shit like that, you guys, like I, if you followed me from the beginning or listened to the show from the beginning, like that was my dream, like to be interviewed for something, you don't get paid for that shit. But my God, like that's what an, what an, what an honor. Like that is exactly what I dreamed of as a kid being interviewed about TV. That was it. That was it. I should have dreamed bigger. I really should have dreamed it and getting paid, <laughs> but it was very exciting. So I'll, I'll let you, if you guys know how to read French, I'll let you guys know when that's out. Um, We've had a full show already, right? Can we just... Okay, let's just take a moment. We're going to get to Real Housewives of Orange County. And you guys, this show, this was a good episode, but it's insane. Like, the, everybody is insane in this show. And that is kind of a prerequisite of Housewives. Just remember, nobody's good. I, I'm not... I want to clear... Like, 
I, I how do you okay let, let me say I don't love Heather Debro. Like I, I understand why people, what people get annoyed by her with, but I will say I passionately dislike Noella. I mean, to a next level. And before you say anything, I'm not asking for Noella to be fired. I'm not going to start a petition to get her off the show. I realize she'll be there for seasons to come. And I, I will be very excited because that's what I talked about with the guy today on the show about hate watching is that I look forward to hate watching Noella. It's a very similar experience with Lisa Rinna or Jax Taylor. But Noella is next level. Like this girl, this she's acting like a fourth season housewife in the first season. And girl, you got to earn it. You can't be in the Hall of Fame in the first season. Cut that shit out. And you can't see. This is the thing. Everybody's like, well, I agree with Noella in this, this fight with Heather. I agree. And I'm like, okay. Sure, but it all gets canceled out because Noelle is not doing it to truly stick up for Shannon Bedore. She's doing it to fuck with Heather. She's just there to be a foil for Heather Debro, and she wants to hurt Heather Debro. So it's not like it's not genuine. Like if she was truly standing up for Shannon Bedore and truly was trying to, but no, she's just trying to fuck with Heather, which is kind of funny in its own right. But at the same time, it makes it way less pure. She's not some knight in a shining armor. Like, I'm telling you, Noella doesn't even just have dark secrets. I think she's lived potentially dark circumstances at times. I think she lives a very different life. And I think she might lack empathy. Really. Like, somebody wrote this comment on, uh, I wrote a very cool tweet that said, Noella's so annoying. Like, it was, like, poetic. It was something I just came up with. Off off the cuff. And, uh... Somebody wrote back, this was fascinating to me, because I kind of agreed with it a little bit. I was like, dude, this person nailed it, maybe. Um, Hunky Dory Housewife on Twitter says, I always love that, too. It's like somebody writes a good comment, and then you're like, Fartknocker33 says, (laughs) Lisa Rinna Eats Farts 45 says, um, says, I really think she has undiagnosed high-functioning autism. It explains so much. Her son has it, which means he got it from at least one of his parents. Noella makes the most sense. Now, listen, we talked about Ryan on the spectrum, right? That he has some interesting behavior, behavioral issues, which I've actually talked with a couple of listeners that have autistic uh, uh, sons and daughters. And it's, it's really, it's a really fascinating, um, it's fascinating to actually get to hear people's experiences with. And, um, when I, my sister used to work with autistic kids, um, uh, in college and like right after college, and we would have discussions about it because it's, it seems like it's different for everyone, but it would almost, almost make sense with Noel in a way. Like, just think about like, even how, this is it's behavioral but like how she looks like just not looks physical but how she looks with her her eyes out at the world she it's like she's observing it's like i'm oh i see that you know it's very it's 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 very intri- like it's interesting and it's detached in a way it's very detached or at least that's how i view it and there doesn't seem to be um a lot of feeling there or extreme feeling, but like, there's not a lot of empathy. Like she'll say horrible, horrible things. Like she'll say the horrible, horrible thing first. And then somebody will come back at her and she'll be like, Oh, whoa. Oh. And it, it, 
do you guys know what I'm saying? Like there, there is something, and I thought that was such an interesting comment because that would explain a little bit more for me because right now I feel like she's doing it just to get attention and just to try to make something for herself and make a name for herself to carve out her name and these housewives shows, you know, like really quickly because she obviously was a big fan. And also she was friends with Bronwyn for the love of God. So it made a little more sense. I was like, okay, that I could actually see that. Um, and also I'd, I'd be, I'm really now way more curious about what happened in this relationship. Um, with, uh, you know, the, the ambulance chaser, ambulance chaser, sweet James. I really, I want to know more specifics because if you watch those videos that he put out over Christmas time, it, he made, he made it seem to seem like we were involved in very dangerous things. Uh, we were living a rock and roll lifestyle and I don't want to be doing that anymore. And, you know, and it's just one of those, he seems like he wants nothing to do with her. Now he obviously is the bigger creep out of the two, but I don't know. It might not be that, you know, it might be neck and neck at some point. I don't know. So this episode, you, and I don't know. I just, I thought this was a actually classic Real Housewives episode, not even Orange County, just Real Housewives. And the sad thing is Orange County gets shit on so much by fans and viewers. Like you guys don't give Orange County any credit. It is very sad to be a part of. And for me, it's like I, I, I compared it to a warm glass of milk last week and it I, it comforts me. But this one even went like I would this one I wouldn't go to. This one wouldn't rock me to sleep. Like, no, I was like up. This is like they got going with each other a little bit and they've set up enough relationship where it makes it a little more fascinating Um because everything's kind of paying off. The Heather Noella relationship that we started off is paying off. Finally, the Shannon Gina shit is like spurned more things with Shannon and Heather and Noella. Like, so it, it's, it started very slow, but the relationships I believe are there where we're going to start seeing some fireworks. So you always got to, uh, you always got the, if we trust the people behind these shows, we got to hope that they have a plan in place and uh, that this plan is working out exactly how they wanted. And that's why these cast trips, these cast trips are big for shows like this, not in terms of finance or anything like that, but it's for content. You know, if you've done your work right, that's why they always put the cast trips towards the end of the season, because they'll have enough shit by then that when they lock them into a mega mansion, <laughs> they, in fact, they should just lock, lock, they should lock them into just like a studio apartment in Van Nuys uh, or like a dorm room or something. But um, if they've done their job right, they've put them all in a bubble at the exact right moment. And I think we got that exact right moment on Real Housewives of Orange County. Could be wrong. They could blow everything that I thought was great. But but I don't think so because next week you see Noella screaming anguish crying by a river, like a riverbed. And I'm like, whoa. Like it, I was like, it, it, for some reason, I was like, it reminded me of Avatar. Like Noella is so lanky. She's not blue like the Avatarian people. But uh, I don't know. They're always out there in nature. Yeah, by the way, speak little little detour here, as Danny Pellegrino says. Um the, the Avatar, you remember the Avatar movie with the blue guys that James Cameron directed? He's 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 made the Avatar 2 and Avatar 3 at the same time, and he's been working on them for five years. And the thing was, Avatar was cool, man. Like I remember oh man, I remember you guys. Oh, this is just my my buddy Pat had a chocolate 
mushroom bar that he brought from overseas. And it was me, Pat, Nick, Rich, Joe, maybe? I'm trying to, they're like, there's two, Josh, and we were all, we all decided to go, like, we didn't know if this was strong or not. It was like a chocolate bar. It was like, you know, like, oh, maybe it's good. And, you know, we're not all super experienced with mushrooms. So we were like, wouldn't it be funny? Every every stupid thing in my life has always been, wouldn't it be funny if we were going to go to Universal City and see Avatar? And so we each got like a square. Like, no, it wasn't that much of a chocolate bar, you guys. So I'm like, oh, we'll feel nothing. So we take the subway over to City Walk. We get out. We're like kind of giggling. We're like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa. And then it's like, fantastic. <laughs> I remember just like, what the fuck? Like, I remember I could barely walk. I was in the theater and then I really, like, I'd already seen Avatar and I was like, oh no. Like, I'm going to see like three hours of like 3D intense, like action sequel. I was just like, no, 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 no. And it was like a Tuesday night and there was still like, it would have been fine if it was an empty theater, but there was like, there was an... I mean, there was like 50 people in there and I was, and we're a string of guys on mushrooms, like going, (laughs) and I remember for some reason, Nick got like a big popcorn and soda and like, cause we weren't hungry at all. It was just so, everything was bizarre. And the movie started and Pat like freaked out and he like got up and he ran and like ran over Nick's popcorn and soda. He's like, he had to go out and like walk around. And I just remember like, just, just on the edge, like I was just gripping so hard to the, and I, I, my feet didn't work. Like I couldn't get up. Like, and I couldn't, it was so intense. And then Nick, Nick afterwards, he looks at me, he goes, I think that just made me a Republican. Now I don't even know what that means, but it still is the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. Like it was, it was just one of the most insane, stupid experiences. And like, I know people that can take mushrooms or smoke weed, and like they're like, they're like amazing. Like they're even better on it. They're just like it's part of life. It's like natural, you know. That's not me. I'm like, <laughs> and have I never learned my like. That's the other thing. My book will be called I Never Learned My Lesson. Uh, and the subtitle will be Lisa Rinna Eats Her Own Farts. Okay, anyways. James Karen's making those movies and I don't think anybody wants to see him. Like, I don't need to go. I don't need to see. What are they? What were they called? The Navi? Those blue, the tall blue people? Like, I, I don't care. Like, yo, dude, why don't you make, like, you made Titanic, too. You made Aliens. Go make something else. Like, I don't need to see two more of this shit. Like, it'll probably be technologically awesome, but do we really need more Avatar movies? Like, tell me, honestly, has, oh, my God, if I'm wrong, has anybody in the last, what is it, when it came out 10 years ago, has anybody been like, dude, let's uh, let's go rent Avatar? They probably wouldn't because there's no place to rent things anymore. But, like, has anybody, like, I own Avatar on Blu-ray, but I'm an idiot. Like I, I like, I have like weird. Uh, yeah, I, I, just, I, I should do a TikTok of my DVD collection uh, since I'm trying to do TikToks now because it's insane. I have so many DVDs and Blu-rays. I have so it's so sad. I obviously had an issue uh, about love at some point in my life, and these things felt like love. I guess I don't know, but. 
Wow, he already had an avatar. You know what's so funny, you guys? I've been watching a movie, uh, that Tom Petty thing, and I just kind of had a really the diet. I don't have a lot of energy on, um, and I worked out today and, and tried to do all of these things. And I was just laying there going like, I don't have the energy, but now I'm talking to you guys and I have the energy. Like it's, thank you. Like it's, uh, I was really dreading. Oh, like I sometimes just dread to get behind the mic, but now I'm pumped. Let's talk about avatar for three hours. Like, let's do this. You guys, do you have anywhere to be? Oh my gosh. Oh, by the way, you guys, Monday's episode, it cracked the top 20. We're getting there, man. Let's top, let's top 10 this shit. Like, dude, this is actually working. I know it's like that, that review that I read on Monday, like, uh, or no, the, the other review that the guy emailed me, uh, he, uh, he said he only listens to like one a week. And that's just so crazy to me. Cause I'm like, wow, like this, this is my life now. And I would just suggest if I take a break or whatever, like, please go and listen to the, like the, the interviews I'm really proud of sometimes, or I think it's just that you get good information. Uh, there's always a laugh in there at some point. And, uh, I think that's interesting, but it's, it's fascinating. It really excites me. Like if you got, don't mind if I take another detour, it really excites me to think of, you know, when people do discover this show is that there's this whole cornucopia of past episodes that you could really go through. Like you could really, and, and I, 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 I'm not saying they're timeless. <laughs> they're going to be in the Smithsonian one day. No, but I, I, I left them up there in hopes of people going back and, and checking things out and kind of like, Oh my God, did you hear this back then? Or did you hear this? Like I wanted that experience for people potentially, um, just kind of a record of this is the last two years of my life, you know? Like, I don't even count episodes. I think we're probably over 400 at this point. Um, cause I have season one and then season two started with iHeart and I haven't done a season three since then. Cause that's ridiculous. Uh, cause I just keep going. <laughs> I talk to other podcasters and they're like, we do one a week and, uh, we can barely do that one. And, you know, or like, they'll talk about all the research and all of this stuff. And I'm like, Wow we just go, you know, we just go like there's at this point, I'm so it, it's like, I'm older now. And like, I only have so much time and I have to talk to every person in the whole entire world. You know, like I, this is, I've never felt a purpose of like, yo, I got to talk to everybody. It was like when I used to be a kid and, uh, when I was a kid and I used to be, a kid, uh, I thought I could watch every movie ever made. Like I thought I could do every movie ever made. And I would get the, my parents would get the Sunday newspaper and they would have a TV guide section. It was, uh, not glossy not the, not, we did, we couldn't afford the real TV guide, but they had the, uh, the paper version and it would, uh, list all the movies and TV shows for the week. And in the back they had like an A to Z and it would tell you which page you could go to when like, you know, Top Gun came on and you would know it was like Tuesday at six 30. And I would do this thing where every week I would count how many of these movies I had seen. And it was very like, it was like, Oh, if I can get over a hundred, it's like going to be a good week. And I would count that and then you would circle the ones that you need to see, you know, and I was, I was a nerd. Like I was, I was an intense reader. So I was doing foreign films as a kid. I was, I wanted to see everything. And I've said this before, but the, the sad fact of life is that you do grow up and you realize you 
first off, you don't have time for it. You just don't like, you, you know, like, you know, like even if you chose to have no personal relationships in your life, which sometimes I think might be a good way to go, um, you just wouldn't have time. But then secondly, you start to develop taste, right? You develop taste as you get older. And some kids have taste right off the bat, uh, but you develop a taste and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I don't want to watch uh, I don't want to watch any Steven Seagal movies. He sucks. Like I saw one, I get it. Like, I don't want to watch any more of Steven Seagal movies. Like, you know, Under Siege was good, Hard to Kill, whatever. But like, I, did, I, did, I didn't need to do that. And I knew that. And then you're like, oh, you start being selective with what you uh, what you put in your ears or your eyes. And that's why I always thank you guys for doing this, because I know it is a choice. Um, but uh, it's funny that, that that we all love these shows and we're proud of these shows. But by loving these shows, we're probably missing out on something else. Uh, but uh, we'll just say it's Steven Seagal movies and call it a day. So back to Real Housewives. Ooh, seamless transition, Ryan. This is uh, season 16, episode 15. It is called Win in Aspen. And if I was a betting man, before I watched a frame of this show, I wrote, I bet it's about them going to Aspen. And this is where... Years of watching these shows paid off. I was right. In this episode, they go to Aspen. Very clever title. Win an Aspen. You know, I could have wrote something like, I would have maybe suggested uh, uh, taking a plane to Aspen or um, uh, being picked up at my Orange County house and then going to a private airfield and then flying to Aspen. You know, and that's why I think the win in Aspen is just really, it's really succinct. Uh, and so we get, as we always do previously on Real Housewives of Orange County, and we get scenes that we've seen up to this point in this season and Emily going, I found this amazing house. We need a change of scenery. Then we see Noella going, we just got some very sad news. My dad passed away. I wish that my son could have met my father. I don't have regrets, but I will always regret that. And she was crying. It was very actually emotional. I do want to bring this up. I didn't bring it up last week because I thought, um, it was just I had read already uh, about this, and and but I do want to clarify. People are like, why didn't you bring up? There was confusion about her dad. Uh, I believe his name was Christopher Nance, who was a weather reporter in uh, in California. There is a Christopher Nance that died ten years ago, and people were saying, wait, Noella is faking this. Her dad died ten years ago. Now that is actually incorrect information, and that's why you really got to be careful with what you believe on the internet. Is that it was that was another Christopher Nance. Her dad truly did pass away uh, over COVID and uh, everything that she had said. But this rumor, not rumor, it was like somebody named Christopher Nance did die. It just wasn't Noella's father. And I think there's still. I even got somebody asking me about that today. I think Meditza Lopez actually asked me that today, and I was like, "Yeah, like no, that's not." You know, and that just sucks about today is that we have so much information that we don't even vet information anymore. So then you get weird things like that. And the sad thing is, it's with shows like this is that you're like, oh, I'm maybe Noella would do that. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I bet. Well, maybe she would. And you actually believe the worst in people because these shows sometimes highlight the worst part of these ladies. Uh, You know, for every good moment like Jackie's uh, eating disorder journey, you know, you're going to always remember Teresa flipping a, a, a table and saying, engage 19 times prostitution, whore. 
So I just want to clear that up. Uh, her dad genuinely did. This is a real storyline. Uh, we see a clip of Shannon uh, talking to Gina and and Gina going, the difference between confidence and arrogance is if you think I have any of that, that's your problem. Um, and then uh, Noella has a scene of saying like, she feels like the vibe is like, you know, she's being left out to Heather um, and Heather going, do I have to walk away? Cause I can't finish a sentence with you, Noella. We get the uh, opening credit. Do, 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 do. This week, I want to focus on once again, Shannon storms uh, housewives tagline. This storm has found her sunshine and the future is looking great. It's because of me, John Jansen. What's up? I'm John Jansen. John Jansen. John Jansen. Now I'm becoming, you know, like I'll always pick a character. Not, it's not on purpose, but I'll get fixated on a character that is just a very ancillary sideline character. But also like, I just can't help but write fan fiction in my head. Like there's a darkness in John Jansen. He's like, Shannon, if anybody, if anybody crosses you, they cross John Jansen and they cross the whole Jansen family. I'm John Jansen. Like he's just so, and, and Shannon, Shannon just like, Ooh, Ooh, John. Ooh, Ooh, John. You reminded me of dirty Harry just there, John. Woo. Oh, you're damn right. I do. Uh, come on, sit on John Jansen's knee. <laughs> you got a lot of cushion for pushing. Uh, John Jansen likes it. <laughs> um, so uh, I uh, I used to wa- I I used to not watch the opening for these because I was like oh I don't need it but now as I get further into my housewives viewing I'm back to watching them every time it's a good it's a good place to collect your thoughts before the excitement starts of the actual storylines but it's also just funny because you'll notice like little things like the families in the background you know noella's keeps disappearing like that picture in back to the future where marty was like disappearing with his brother and sister um and you know and it's it's just kind of nice little respite before the craziness begins so we start off the craziness uh we see a beach we see doggies on the beach and uh we see Noella in her uh, closet. And she's like, ah, hey, pumpkin. And her little doggy Rihanna's, uh, you know, running around. She's like, don't try to have sex with my boots, Rihanna. And her mom, Missy, is there. And she's like, hey, Missy. Or maybe, I don't know if her mom's name is Missy or she was just doing a Noella like, what's up, Missy? Like, you know, what's up, Miss Thing? Um so Noella's relaying to her mom. She's like, fortunately at Gina's party, we were all fighting. It can only go up for here in Aspen. Who knows? <laughs> and then she goes, ghosts, don't listen to me. No jinxing. Noella, ghosts aren't listening to you. Trust me. They're trying to get to the afterlife. They're stuck on this earth. They're not, they do not give a rip about your Aspen trip. Ghosts are literally trying to A, haunt a house or B, go to heaven or what, you know, like in ghost with Patrick Swayze. But other than that, nobody's really like, so like, Oh my God, you ghost got to get down here. Noella's uh, talking about Aspen. She's really worried about the, nobody cares. Uh, we cut to Heather with her son, Nikki buying ski gear. And this is fascinating you guys, because Nikki's like, she's like, we have all the ski gear, but it's a little bougie. So the son's like, you're, you need burner gear. So she's basically buying cheaper ski gear because her gear is too expensive and and she doesn't want to get like looked at because of it. 
Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We got to audit the, we've got to audit the DeBros. Like we genuinely, I'm telling you, if the IRS is listening, I think we might got some gold there. You know what I'm saying? Allegedly. You know, I mean, like, Terry's a hard worker. We know it. And so is Heather. But come on, you're getting burner skis? Skis. They're really nice skis still, but just not as nice. Um, so uh, she he asks her mom, what, what are you guys going to do? And she's like, shopping, hiking, archery. And he goes, is one of the girls going to shoot you? And uh, he goes, Noella. And, and she's like, ah, <laughs> we cut to Shannon. Shannon is in a room with John Jansen. John Jansen. He is uh, sitting on, on an ottoman. Uh, and he looks very tired and angry already. Like it just, he looks just tired. And he's just like, John Jansen, damn it. Give me, I need a cocktail. And he's watching Shannon pack. And she's like, I haven't unpacked uh, since Cabo. And, uh, she's like, what's the weather going to be like? And she's like, hon, can you look it up? And he's like, he puts his glasses on. He's like, oh, 53 is the high 30 is the low. And then Shannon goes, 53's the high? And he goes, you'll be cold since you're not used to it. I'm John Jansen. I, lo- I love statement. You'll be cold since it's cold out there. You'll, you will be cold. <laughs> Gina, she goes, Gina and I haven't talked. I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, you know, you just, you, you got to keep your distance. You know, I don't need to be your best friend. And he goes, just be cordial. Just be cordial. I'm John Jansen. And Shannon goes, when I go on vacation, I'm fine. You know that. I love that in Shannon's head, there's a vacation Shannon. Like, Shannon definitely thinks of herself at, like, there is a vacation. You know, John, you know, when I just, when I touch ground at a vacation, I become a whole different person. John, you know, you've seen me shapeshift. I'm very fun on vacations. Um, And then she's wearing a skull cap. And she's like, no to the skull cap? (laughs) No, goddammit. I'm John Jensen. And he goes, no, 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 no. And he just 
he just has this weird long look. There's like a long paw. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into this too much. We, uh, we cut to Emily. She is at the executive terminal at the uh, private airfield. And she's like, I'm just excited to go to a different climate. Um, she said, uh, Cabo was too hot and people got irritated and angry. Maybe people will be cool if we go to cooler weather. Sure. Um, we cut to the private plane landing. Noella immediately annoys me by going, Aspen, woohoo! <laughs> we get a Sprinter van, which, by the way, I do have to ask if I ever get to speak with Andy, I do want to ask if Bravo either has their own line of Sprinter vans or they're looking into that. Because what a missed opportunity. If you could rent a Bravo Housewives Sprinter van for like, bachelorette party like i'm telling you there is a business there i am telling could you believe that like andy cohen goes on shark tank like hi guys i'm andy cohen i would like to you guys to invest in uh bravo sprinter vans it, it's like gonna be a fun yeah like we have a whole fleet of sprinter vans uh we find out that it's eight thousand square foot elevation uh Shannon in the Sprinter van, she's like, oh, this is going to be snug. Oh, it's going to be snug. I like, I, you know, those people, like I'm one of those people, I think that has to narrate everything that they do. Like they've got to make a sound like it's, they've got to make a sound or a noise or a word. It's like, oh, uh, 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 well, it's tight. Ooh, ooh, it's cold. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I've got a shiver. Oh, we're going to be tied up against each other, huh? Like, they always state the obvious. It's just like a nonstop narration. They just don't feel comfortable ever being quiet. Shannon's a little like that. Um, and all the ladies are just kind of talking over each other. Emily says, well, ladies, we have IVs and oxygen when we get to the place and then we go to dinner. And Noella says, dear, because she sees a deer on the road. And then she goes, look at deer, deary, deary. Coming this fall to Pixar, deary. Oh, deary. So we get to the house. It's seven bedrooms, seven bathrooms. This place actually does look insanely cool. Uh, Noella in a talking head goes, okay, we got some real estate, baby. Now this is a house. I always... Do you ever, as you guys watch this as much as I do, do you ever wonder, like, you know, this is Noella? Like, because I imagine when you sit down to do these, they'll be like, okay, we need you to lead us in with a, um, like, a comment about, like, where you're staying. Like, and, and can you make it upbeat? And she, and you sometimes get the thing, like, Noella's a little too confident. She's like, I got this. Well, we got some real estate, baby. Now this is a house. The only thing bad about this house is there's these huge steps up. Like, it's a lot of steps. Like, I've been hiking lately. It's just, it's, it's not fun going up a hill. And the steps, it looks magnificent, but it's still, it's a lot of steps. Um, Emily can't manage to get out of the Sprinter van. And she's like, we had too much ch champagne on the way over and my lap is wet. I don't even know what that does mean. She spilled or she peed. I don't know what, like, because it could be a pelvic floor issue. Who, by the way, thank you to the ladies of the show. I do now know what a pelvic floor is. Uh, if you listened back a year and a half ago, I did not know. And then uh, a lot of people wrote me and now I know. So it's very exciting. Thank you. Uh, we meet Michael, the concierge, and Trisha. They have concierges for this house. They do the tour. It's gorgeous. And I was like, God, you know, these other ladies, they think it's a gorgeous house too, but they also like have nice houses. Like I always, like, I always immediately go to like 
empathizing for Gina. Like, I wonder if like Gina's excited or Gina's like, geez, they're you know, way to rub it in again. Like, cause it's just, it's, it's really big. You know, it's like big, big. It's like, uncom- it's like where she might be uncomfortable. Like this is too big for me. You know, like I feel weird. Uh, she seems fine. Um, so Shannon yells stunning. We see two living rooms. There's a pool inside. Gina goes, that's a water feature if that's a water feature if you've if I've ever seen one. Emily uh, tries to say that there's nice foliage, but she keeps saying foliage, foliage. There's a bowling alley. So I guess there was a mine and they built it uh, a a bowling alley, a little bowling lane around the mine. Uh, Gina rolls one and gets a strike. And she's like, now I feel this trip's going to be a success. I should buy everyone lotto tickets. I, I, you know, my dad's a bowler. Now he bowls with all his old friends. I don't know if you've seen on Instagram when I'm, I played with him. And I, I gotta tell you, it's fucking, it's fucking intense. And it's like, they're always uh, good. Like that's like, they, they're like good. Like it's intimidating. Like they're all in their seventies and they're good. And then I'm supposed to be like spry and they're like fucking killing me. And then I lose all confidence. And by the end, there's just like gutters. And like my dad's friends are like, it's okay, buddy. Like my dad won't talk to me, but they'll be like, Hey, you know, maybe you want to try to, you know, it's, it's wild. Um, but it is funny when you get a strike, you immediately, that's like a sign that everything's going to be okay. You're like, Holy shit. I guess, uh, I guess I'm doing something right in life. You know, like you immediately, if you get a strike, you're like, this is not even my sport. And I got to strut like you all of a sudden feel like Michael Jordan. You're like, damn, put me in. Let's keep doing this. And then you immediately, you know, fumble the next one. But for that brief fleeting moment of a strike, it's, it's so amazing. So there's two master suites. Um, and Noella goes into the first one and I shit you not. This is like, dude, she goes, I mean, my dad just died. I don't want to pull rank or anything. And Heather in a talking head goes, what? Who does that? Why do, would anyone say that? Compare tragedies? Uh, Heather walks out of the room and she's like, who says that? And then the talking head, she goes, my dad died too. So which bedroom do I get? Uh, Gina and Emily, of course, are going to share one, LOL. Like, I love Emily planned this and they still share a room and they happily do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Gina is used to being like, this is still you know, even sharing a room with Emily is still bigger than like, it, it's, it's, it's huge. Um, yeah, six weeks earlier, they were, uh, snuggling in Cabo and now they're going to be snuggling in Aspen. Gina is excited because she's like, Oh my God, we're on the floor with the kitchen. Very well played, Emily. Heather has, uh, the other, they see the other master suite because Noella said she wanted the other one. And the lady's like, there's a hot tub in this one. And Noella comes in and goes, can I do this one? Can, guys, can I do this one? You know, I go, I go to sleep late at night. You know, I go to, I go to sleep and Heather and I talking to her, she wants every room and, uh, Dr. Jen and Shannon are going to Jack and Jill in the front and Noella keeps going, you know, I don't shut down the party and you know, my door is always open and you know, so I should have this room and I'm like, Noella, your door's out. Nobody wants to lit, literally nobody wants to hang out with you except for Shannon when you kiss her ass. Other than that, nobody's going to be coming into your room. I watch next week. Everybody's just in her room. But like you say, like, oh, my God, I, I, I I bring the party. I'm going to be, I have an open door policy and I just don't go to bed. I need this. Like 
it is so, I, I find shit like that abhorrent. And I know that's my issue, but I do, you know, like I've never understood fighting over rooms, whether it be the real world, whether it be at, uh, at, uh, Ramona's, you know, like that basement looked amazing. The lower level. Are you fucking kidding me? Once again, Gina's like lower level, the lower level's bigger than my place now. Um, Noella goes, uh, uh, cause Noella, uh, no, sorry. Heather goes, Oh, I guess I'll take the dungeon. And she's like, Noella should take the dungeon. She likes dungeons. Uh, do you notice who this is kind of the only, it is kind of fun that Noella does this. She, Noella, Noella really knows how to get under Heather's skin. And if you watch Heather's talking heads from the beginning of the season till now, they keep getting darker and darker and darker. And you can tell Heather's more frazzled and more frazzled. Cause she's just like, I'm going to fucking kill her. <laughs> she's just like, she's untethering. It's really, it's really fun to watch. Um, Noella keeps talking. She's like, Aspen, it's like the second drink, it like hits you. So it's good. We need these IVs and it'll just help us adjust to the altitude and we can drink. Uh, Shannon is talking to uh, the concierge Spencer and, or the person giving her the IV. And she goes, Spencer, I'm just going to tell you, you rock. You rock, Spencer. Like, Shannon, I, sometimes I'm just like, Shannon, what are you, like, this is vacation Shannon. She's just giving out comp. Like, you are the, you are salt of the earth, Spencer. I will lay down my life for you, Spencer. Please, I will, let me call your family, Spencer. Let's stay in touch after. We need to send Christmas cards to each other, Spencer. Emily says, I want a sandwich. Um, so, uh, Shannon got shot up with everything, a Myers cocktail. Dr. Jen asks while filling out paperwork, she goes, is Ryan my emergency contact? And they're all like, yeah. Uh, Emily says, who's going to pick up Dr. Jen if not Ryan? And by the way, she says Ryan, not Ryan, which cracks me up. I know that's something little, but at this point I would figure she would know to correctly say it at this point in the season. And she says Ryan, so I didn't know if that was purposeful or not. Dr. Jen asks Heather how she always looks so cute and uh, she's like, oh, my God, thank you, Dr. Jen. I'm going to send Terry a pic of the IVs with the champagne. <laughs> All the girls are laughing with IVs and things in their nose. It's very um, uh, it's very weird. So we get to a new scene. Uh, Noella is in uh, changing. She's like, ah, I'm missing an earring. Ah, fuck it. One earring. Why not? Cute, cute. Gina and Emily are trying to get Emily's skirt wrinkles out. Uh, we cut to Dr. Jen trying to do a smoky eye and uh, very Julia Fox. Uh, Heather says, uh, the hike up is a hike. They're talking about the stairs. Uh, Noella says, altitude is for real here. We hear a knock at the door. Emily says to Noella, uh, you have a spider in your hair and it's huge. And she literally has a spider in her hair, guys. And I want to throw out a theory here for you guys. I think Noelle is a demon, and I think that's why spiders live in her hair. I think she probably has more spiders in there. I think there's a lot of other creatures in there. It's dangerous. It's a sign. I don't know if we need an exorcist. Which, by the way, that ties in with last week. Remember when Gina had the exorcist from the Cabo demon? Noelle is the Cabo demon. You know what I'm saying? The call is coming from inside the house. That is Noella. Noella is a demon. So, uh, Noella's like making it a big scene, like throws it on the table. I mean, he's like, no, put it outside. Gina looks on with just complete distaste. Noella says, oh my God, you saved me from a major spider bite, Emily. 
Dr. Jen comes in and you can hear because the stomp of her concrete leg, you know, so she's like, you'll, you'll hear one normal step and then it'll be like, boom, one normal step, boom, one normal step, boom. Um, and Noel, I keep saying it's a gigantic tarantula and it's not a tarantula. Uh, Gina at this point is so uncomfortable. She's holding her hair in pigtails like Margaret Joseph's. Heather says, why don't we have to go have dinner? And Noella says, uh, this feels delicious. I don't even know what that's regarding to. Um, they're headed, they're heading out to the car and they're at this restaurant, restaurant called Bosque. Shannon seems high. Like she's just high and she's like being let in by the other girls because she can't walk on the cobblestone. She's like a little lumpy on the cobblestone vacation. Shannon, it's hard with lumps. Um, they get into the restaurant. They're all seated. Uh, they say, Ooh, good chandelier game in Aspen. Cause they're admiring the chandelier. Gina, of course, doesn't know what that is. Asks how she can get one. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> this, I, poor Gina. I know this is like a cheap joke, but like they got the menu out and I was like wondering, like, I was wondering like what the money situation is not for housewives, but when they go on vacation, like, did they have to pay for the meal? Like, does Gina sometimes get bummed when they go to really nice restaurants? And she's like, dude, I don't want to. I don't want to drop three fifty for this. Like I'll eat something back at the place. Like you ever think like, I'm, I'm, I know that sounds weird, but you know what I'm like? Like I would be that way. Like I've been to fancy restaurants in the past where I'm like, I will have a side salad. And you know, it's like, <laughs> um, so the waitress comes up, there's a drink called Matt Damon yelling at you, which I was trying to think, like, I'm obviously not getting the reference which is weird for me as a pop culture person. So it's something obvious that I'm forgetting where Matt Damon yelled at somebody, but I guess it's a tequila drink and they're all ordering it. Um, and uh, Heather is looking at the menu and goes, should we pull a Terry and just order the whole left side of the menu? And uh, Heather does this over-exaggerated cheers of like, look in the eyes for cheers. Like those people that are like, look me in the eyes, cheers. It's good luck. Look me in the eyes, cheers, cheers, cheers. Heather really looks Gina in the eyes for some reason, like in a loving way. Folks, we are at the part of the show where I wax poetic about our sponsors, and we have a returning sponsor with us, and that is Seed, which makes one of the damn best probiotics out there, period. Um, now, they, they ask me, they send me this, this kind of copy to read, and they ask me questions like, why were you excited to try Seed? Well, I was excited to try Seed because probiotics it kind of goes hand in hand with trying to make your body better, trying to make your body operate in a smooth or a smoother capacity. And I got to tell you, since I was on all the antibiotics from my face medication from blowing up, they said, you need a solid probiotic. And uh, I said, what about this? And they were like, yeah, you could totally use that. And it was seed. Um, what I love best about seed. Well, I mean, of course, the probiotic part, but I got to tell you, being kind of like, a f I'm not fashionable, but at the same time, I love the way this thing is packaged. It's in this like green bottle, and then they give you this bottle on the side that's like a daily pill bottle case that you can take around, and it is the coolest packaging I've ever seen a product have. Like, no joke. I've even had somebody ask about it, and like, that's so cool, and it truly is cool. You should try seed if you want to be cool. <laughs>
period. That is why you should try seed. And it's actually good for you. Um, it turns out everything you think you know about probiotics may be wrong. Uh, I knew probi probiotic tortilla chips sounded way too good to be true. Good news, though. Seed's daily symbiotic is the real deal. Now, Seed always says not all pro probiotics are created equal, and I agree. So what is the daily symbiotic? It is a broad-spectrum two-in-one probiotic plus prebiotic. It is a proprietary formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains in scientifically studied dosages. Proprietary engineer two-in-one capsule that protects probiotics through digestion to ensure delivery to the colon. Uh, if you've taken a probiotic before and never felt a difference, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving your GI tract. Now, seed is designed differently, and that's why it works. So what does the daily symbiotic do for you? It supports benefits in and beyond the gut. Yes, seed will support ease of bloating healthy regularity and ease of evacuation, if you know what I mean, but it will also support your gut barrier, your skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. Um, gut immune function is not boosting the immune system. It's about supporting the crosstalk between your intestinal cells and your immune cells. By the way, do you guys think I should make this podcast kind of like a, like a scientist podcast? I feel very science. I feel very very knowledgeable right now. So many see improvements in digestion within the first 24 to 48 hours, which can include bowel movement regularity and eased bloating. Um, so I want to call you guys to action. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com forward slash so bad and use code so bad to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com forward slash so bad and use code so bad. Folks, this is one of those things is just try it. See if it's your thing. Give it a month. This is a good price for a month. Give it a month. See if it works. But we got to start taking care of ourselves. I've been telling myself this, this the last year, and I'm starting, damn it. And you're going to start with me. Try it. And now back to the remainder of our show. Now, I saw a couple of people really complaining about this toast from Heather being so intense, but it's fucking Heather. Like, she lives for that shit. Like, she takes that shit really seriously, annoyingly so. Um, Emily goes... Let's play a game. Tell me something that I don't know about you. And Heather goes, I have really ugly feet. And they're like, we know that. <laughs> and Noella says, I like this game. It's fun. Shannon's is that she, her dad bought her like a big car at an auction. And then it was just like, too, it was big. It was extra. And they have to explain it to Gina. And then Gina's like, okay, well, <laughs> We would tap. I was on a high school date slash hangout, and we were going to pick up our friend first. And this is really embarrassing. So I ride over to the friend's house with him, and I was going to get in the back seat of the car. You know, it was a two door, but it was actually a four door. So I tried to get in thinking it was a two door from his front seat to the back seat when there was an actual door. And everybody's like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, the big winner of this whole one is it gets to Dr. Jen and she goes, I was engaged seven times. What? Everyone freaks out. Everybody's like, woo, you know, 19 times prostitution whore. Um, Noella claps. She's like, oh my God, let's talk this out. Everyone's freaking out. Um, and Noella 
Noella, for some reason, feels like she's like, you've always got to return the rings. Always. I'm like, shut up, Noella. Okay, I know. And Dr. Ten says, well, I don't don't currently have them all. I've given some of them back. And Noella Noella goes, no judgment on that one. And Heather DeBro goes, seven rings, like the Ariana Grande song. And Gina goes, she must give really good (laughs) blowjobs. Okay, Gina. Um... And uh, in a talking head, Dr. Jen goes, I would, uh, yeah, I would date someone every two years and get engaged to them. And the producer goes, what made Ryan stick? And she literally just starts laughing maniacally. She's like, (laughs) stop asking such hard questions. Like it is freakishly weird. This little moment, uh, food is getting brought out. Heather asks Emily, so what's the next question? And, and, uh, Heather, uh, Emily goes, uh, maybe first impressions. And Heather goes, you go wherever you want to go with your questions. Uh, watching Noella is just painful for me. She's just always doing something like just doing like, ah, free as a bird. Ah. Um, so the question is, what was your first impression of Shannon to Heather? And Heather goes, so cool, great style, great home, and finally, someone I can be friends with. That was my first thought. And we get a flashback to 2014. This is, I think, one of the first flashbacks of the entire show. Usually, Orange County especially is like 15 minutes flashbacks. This is our first one. Uh, It's a flashback to 2014 when Heather came over to see Shannon's house to get ideas for her house. And Emily goes, how do you feel now about her? And Heather goes, well. (laughs) And then Heather goes, no. We're all women. We're all mothers. That means something to me. And I want everyone to do well and be successful. There is room for everyone. I mean, I don't like mean people, liars, and shitsters, Heather says. And Shannon says, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes this one is a shitster. And she's pointing to Emily. I mean, I called you in New York at my dinner party, you know, and and, and, and the whole fun off that, you know, trying to have more fun than you. Come on. We get a flashback of three weeks earlier of this stupid fucking thing. And, um... You know, uh, Shannon goes, you guys in New York, Gina and Heather, you were having so much fun. I was saying, I was just saying, let's have fun in a silly way at the party. And Emily took it to mean that she, we wanted a fun off. And Emily says, no, Shannon, it was, you made it like a competition. And Shannon's like, I know what was going on in my mind. And Emily just screeches, just own it. Just own it. So we're getting some really classic housewife moments of the, of course, just own it, just own it, you know, very, um, uh, it's very reminiscent of, uh, wait, who fucking says just own it? If if I'm losing my brain while I'm like doing this shit, it's so wild. Just own it. Who always says just own it? Is it Ramona? No. This is sad, you guys. I'm typing it into the old computer. Just own it. Okay, that just brought up makeup brushes. Housewife. You guys, have you heard of this thing called Google? You can type in things. Um, Just own it. I'm... What... Oh, Lisa Renna. Oh, no wonder I blacked, I black, I literally blacked it out. Like I literally, I try to black out a lot of my memories of Lisa Renna, but I guess, yeah, just own it. Lisa Renna. Of course, duh. 
my God. Also, Google's hysterical. I, you know, you do still have those people in your life where you're like, they ask you inane questions and you're like, did you not know about this thing called Google? It's insane. Like, I always just assume people just don't know how to type. And that's why they're asking like questions that they could legitimately find out themselves. Um, so, uh, Gina was like, I thought it was ridiculous. Shannon was calling to say that you're more fun than us. And Shannon says, this is where I get bothered at stuff between you and I. I want to deal with it, you know, with, I want to deal with it, but not here at this table. And Gina and I talking and says, I'm good to put a pin in it, which is, you know, the big thing Shannon kept telling Gina to do was she needs to put a pin in it. Heather says, by the way, Shannon, I don't care about that part I told you. I thought you were calling me to ask me how my podcast went, which is what she said last week's episode. And Shannon goes, I don't know your itinerary, Heather. I don't know about your podcast. I called to say, hey, how are you doing? I'm an asshole. Sorry. And Noella says, you're taking way too many bullets on this one, Shannon. And Noella says, bullies, if you don't hit them back, they're just going to keep coming back for more. And listen, Noella has a point. I'm not going to, you know, like these shows work because people do gang up on people or not gang up, but they think they have a reason. You know, I think Heather genuinely thinks she has a reason to be mad, but it can be a little gang up because Shannon doesn't ever have, she's never gotten the proper tools to properly defend herself. So Noella, you know, goes, oh, you, you don't know. But this, this upsets Heather, of course. Um, Noella Heather goes, Noella, there's history here, so relax. And Noella goes, I know, but again, like the whole thing, you know, with the, you know, you've known each other for a decade. Why would Shannon be jealous? And Heather uh, goes, my gosh, let me finish a sentence. And Noella says, oh my God, you can only complete a full sentence if someone gives you complete silence. And Heather goes, Noella, there is an art to a conversation. You speak and then you listen. And Noella goes, I know. I worked on a debate club. I worked on presidential campaigns. How did I get through life without taking the Heather Dubrow class? And it's so free. Heather goes, can we just have a moment that, you know, Shannon, I got excited. I thought you were calling me. I thought we were in a really good place. Am I making sense at all? And Shannon goes, yes, but I, I, I prepared that party that night since 8 a.m. I thought I was a kind move to call, but I guess it wasn't kind enough. And the, the ability for these people to make small shit large is just, it should be studied by science. Um, Shannon goes, oh, you know, the the hoedown uh, years ago was a perfect example. I walked in with Vicky at your hoedown, and you were all over me saying that I was late. And we get a flashback of that, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, fuck, we're getting these flashbacks, too many flashbacks. Shannon in a talking head says, Heather is never satisfied with me ever. And Heather says, Shannon, do you accept my point of view as I accept yours? And Noella goes, do you accept it? He, he. And Shannon goes, I do. I'm sorry. And Heather says, don't apologize. It's fine. And Gina says, it's nice to apologize. Noella looks at Shannon and goes, you're good. You're good. And Shannon is crying. He's like, you don't understand. I'm a single mom with my kids all the time running a company. I have zero assistance. I have no nanny, which by the way, I would hope she doesn't have a nanny. Her kids are fucking like 33 at this point. What are you fucking talking about a nanny? Can they not change their own diapers at this point? 
And she goes, I don't get more than five hours of sleep. I'm doing the best I can. That's also because drinking will take that out of you. Uh, and uh, everybody's like, you know what, Shannon? You're not doing enough. And, you know, it's Shannon's like in a tizzy. And Heather says, I think you're doing a great job. But I think within a friendship, it's okay to give notes. I mean, like, you know, say things. And Heather uh Shannon goes, I don't want to win, Heather. I said, let's have fun. Heather gives one of her eye rolls. Uh, and Heather, Heather in a tight head goes, Shannon just doesn't care what happened at my live show. Listen, folks, I hope to do live podcasts one day either. I have a feeling the majority of people won't care about my live podcast show, except for me. And that's all that matters. Emily, um, uh, uh, Shannon goes, Emily, I feel sometimes you put this out there. If you feel like I made this a competition, why didn't you tell me that night? And Emily says, the only thing I had an issue with is that you said derogatory things about my friend. And Shannon said, I just said to put a pin in it. And Noella says, she just said to put a pin in it. And Gina goes, you shouldn't be barking up about it, Noella. And Noella's like, barking? Um, Gina goes, how should you be getting involved? You're not involved. You don't know the timeline. I'm just trying to be a supportive friend, Gina. Why? Why are you a supportive friend to me? Why Why aren't you a supportive friend to me? What the hell is that, Noella? And Noella says, because I have your hands in my face. Like in Cabo, we get a flashback of Gina and Cabo and Noella. And Gina says, you're so out of line. You're ridiculous. You lost my friendship because of the way of you act and things like that. Um, and then Noella says one of the most disgusting lines I've ever heard on the housewife show. She goes, I just like Shannon. Shannon has a big, juicy, yummy heart. A big, juicy, yummy grope. Shannon has a big, juicy, yummy. I'm going to vom. Like literally it is like 1am. I'm going to vom, dude. Shannon, Shannon has a big, juicy. I'm John Jansen. I'll get, I'll take a piece of that big, juicy. Yummy. Yeah. She's got big, juicy, yummy heart. I'm John Jansen. Um, and, uh, Noella says, sometimes you see, you say things that are hurtful. Uh, Heather says, you don't say things that are hurtful that I, uh, sorry, Heather. Oh yeah. Heather is telling Noella, like, sometimes you say things that are hurtful. And she's like, I don't say things that are hurtful. And she's like, that I slam people against walls, Heather says. And Noella goes, she does her big stupid eye look. And she's like, are we going there? We cut to commercial. We come back. And Noella goes, I saw you physically shove a cameraman in front of me and go off. That's the line. In front of me and go off. And Heather goes, yeah, okay. And uh, they asked, did you see her touch a person? And Noella goes, yes. And Heather goes, liar. And a talking head, uh, Noella goes, the night of Heather's party, she pushed a camera. She stood on the second stair and she went off on everybody. We now get a flashback to when Heather was like, we are camera down. We are camera down, which I wish had caught on more. I thought we are camera down was a great tagline. And Noella in a talking head goes, if Justin Bieber did that outside of a club, the police would have been called. Well, what if- uh, which bow? Oh, now that reminds me. We got this is great. This is a great moment to do this. We got to talk about Noella's uh, how she feels about uh, Will the Will Smith incident. It's always special for somebody to make an incident about themselves, like to put them in the incident. It's always fun. It's always. It's never. It never looks bad at all. 
Uh, let's see, I screenshotted this somewhere, just trying to find it, you guys. Uh, bear with me. WWHL. Come on, be my baby tonight. Come on, be my baby tonight. Come on, be my baby tonight. Where it? Dude, do you ever screenshot things, guys? And you're like, I know I screenshotted it, and then it's not there. Ah, demons. Okay, I found it. This is a comment she made in regards on Instagram to this, uh, this. She goes, I know I'm going to get backlash, but I need to speak my truth and point out hypocrisy. This extraordinary man, entertainer, husband that is Will Smith gave me my first break at 15 in his Will 2K, Will 2K music video. Yes, that's me on the piano in a blonde wig. I have only known Will to be gracious and a kind soul. I am, however, a firm believer that violence is never the answer. He's been accountable and apologetic. Greater than forgiveness, I understand Will. In his mind, he was defending his family. There is no denying that. Prayer hand emoji. I have to speak out when hearing a friend who did the exact same thing is jumping on the bandwagon to cancel this genuinely good person who has shown more depth in 48 hours than her shallow soul. Just wish more people in my circle were cut from the same cloth as Will Smith. Blackheart. Hashtag accountability. Hashtag glass houses. Hashtag hypocrisy. Hashtag I know what you did last summer. Hashtag the power of forgiveness. Hashtag Will Smith fan. You guys, that's insanity right there. That is Will Smith has more grace in his tiny little finger than you ever will have. I was in his booty humping video in the year 2003 yes that's me as a little girl me and will shared many moments many moments on the music video set he would sometimes come to me even though i was much much younger than him noella please give me advice and we would sit and talk about the universe he's an old soul will so am i you know it's fucking ridiculous like i know guys he's not noella he's not gonna sleep with you like literally he's he might let his wife sleep with you. He's not going to do it. So well, I love that she's insinuating Heather Dubrow. You, Will, is much better than my quote-unquote friend that I work with, Heather Dubrow. Oh, insanity, you guys. So anyways, uh, Noella is... Uh, uh, so finally Heather's pissed. She's like, you are such a liar, Noella. You are a liar. You are a goddamn liar, Camille. And Heather's like, this is fabricated bullshit. Now Noella is perpetuating and that is dangerous. You know, were we heated? A hundred percent. Do we slam people against the wall? No. Launch an investigation. Go for it, Noella. Gina asks, you saw her put hands on another person. And then Noella goes, just because I didn't see it with my own eyes doesn't mean it didn't happen. So now all of a sudden, Noella's flip-flopped and had not seen it. Even in the first two instances in this conversation, she said she did. And also, I gotta, man, if you, Noella, you, Noella is primed to get taken in by a cult, right? Like, she's like, just because I didn't see it with my own eyes or have little to no proof, I definitely want to still believe it. Like, this this seems ripe for a cult. Um, 
everyone's like, oh my God. Everybody's like, ah. And she's like, Heather said, you're not a liar. And you said you saw it, but now you didn't see it. And just because you didn't see it with your own eyes, it's still true. Noelle in a talking head says, after Heather ran upstairs, someone came up and I asked, what the hell had just happened? And they said, Heather was downstairs with Terry and she had shoved someone against the wall. And I laughed as awful as that is. I laughed. I, I love people like this when they like spew bullshit. They're always like, let me tell you something bad about myself. In the moment, I got a little chuckle, so I'm partly to blame as well. Um, she goes, I laughed because I was just so in shock. And Noella tells Heather, what did I do the next day, Heather? I sent you a text message and said I would shut it down. And Heather says, yeah, you're such a good friend, Noella. And Noella says, when a friend looks out for you, you don't use that as ammunition to come after somebody. And uh, Heather's like, I'm sorry, who did I come after, Noella? And Noella goes, you came after me in your podcast room. Remember, like, a couple episodes ago when Noella came over when uh, when. Heather was shooting that little infomercial and she, and Noelle was like, you wanted me to see this. You wanted me to see you shoot your shitty infomercial. And Heather goes, you came after me. We get a flashback to one month earlier because Bravo will never be satisfied with just uh, telling you they need to show you repeatedly. Um, uh, So you are a physical, she goes, you are physically abusing people, Heather. Um, you were trying to force me to say I was a liar like you just did. Heather says, you were speaking cryptically, Noella. I was trying to find out what you were talking about. And Noella goes, you knew exactly what I was talking about. And Heather goes, no, I didn't. And then Noella goes, the importance of holding Heather accountable, it's because no one is ever doing that. And Noella goes, the truth always comes out. And Heather goes, let the truth come out, Noella. I'm not concerned. And Shannon says, it's a huge accusation. But at the same time, someone told Noella the story. It's not Noella's fault. And Noella says, looks at Emily. She goes, are you going to say anything? Are you going to say anything, Emily? And Emily's like, say what? And Noella goes, okay. Okay. And I was like, I don't appreciate you calling me a liar. And uh, she's like, this is your karma. Your karma will not be good. Uh Oh, no, yes. Noella says it's Heather. This is your karma, and your karma will, uh, you know, screw you up at some point. And Heather goes, my karma is good, Noella. Uh, And it looks like your karma is already giving you what it needs. And Noella drops her mouth like, how dare you? Even though Noella was the one that said the karma line first, you know, you set Heather up to say that to you. And like, oh, my God. Heather said, you, uh, and, and Heather literally like, Noella, you said it first. You literally can't own anything. And Noella goes, I have owned every single element of my life. Noella says, so my piece of shit husband divorced me? And she feels like that's my karma? And Emily's like, you just said things to her. And Heather goes, I'm out, I'm out, I'm leaving. And Noella says to Emily, you heard it too. We compared notes that night with that. And Emily goes, no, 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 that's not even true. It's not true. I heard nothing. And Emily goes, now you're a fucking liar because that's not true. And then they're talking head. Emily goes, I never made an allegation or an assault in the subterranean. I was not there. And I don't talk about things I don't see with my own eyes. <laughs> and Emily follows Heather out. Now, this is very funny because Emily's a lawyer. So, you know, I do believe, I listen, 
I don't believe Heather shoved somebody, but I believe Heather was yelling at people. I believe there was a situation. I don't think it was, I think it was, I don't think it was near what Noella thinks it was. And, uh, I'm okay with, you know, like I'm okay, like I'm okay with it guys. Like I also, you've got to realize the crew is shooting this, you know, the crew, one of the crew members got shoved. We'd hear a lot more about the crew working with Heather Dubrow at that point, And they're still shooting with her, you know, there's no cameraman jumping out going, I've got to defend my partner, Sally, who you shoved, one of my crew people. You definitely did it. You know, like, none of that shit is happening. And Noelle goes, do you seriously think I'm just pulling this out of thin air? Emily to Heather uh, is outside. She's like, that wasn't fair for her to bring me into it. And Heather goes, I'm done at the highest order. Either she needs to leave this house or I'm going to a hotel and I'm flying home. Terry will be glad to have the jet here in the morning. (laughs) Noelle is screaming, this is what a guilty person does. Ah, And it's just so fucking ridiculous, you guys. Because I keep thinking, how did we get here? This started with Shannon. Like, this started with Shannon. And then Noella found a way to bring it back. Now, I truly believe Noella wants to take down Heather. I truly believe it. I truly believe Noella believes it, too. And that's okay. It's a housewife show. We, I mean, but these things do happen. Dr. Jen says, you didn't see it, so just let it go. And Noelle goes, she called me a fucking liar. I didn't create it out of thin air. We go back to Emily and Heather, and she's like, if you get on that jet, she won. And Heather goes, I don't care. And Emily goes, I feel you need to stay and stand your ground. And she's like, what, get caught up in this magic show? Emily says, she's the one that's lying. And Heather goes, we'll see. Now, I truly also believe Heather doesn't need this show. I truly believe that. I believe they have enough money in whatever weird operation they got going over there. Because Heather truly doesn't. I, I, at a certain point, you don't need the aggravation of this, I would imagine. I, I would. I don't know what the perks, you know, I don't know. So new scene, Gina's like, okay, let's go. Um, okay, uh, we ruined it. Noah's like, uh, she's whining. She's like, I'm not a fucking liar. And Noelle gets in the sprinter van. She's like, that was delightful. And Gina's like, let's stop fresh tomorrow, ladies. Um, Dr. Jen to Heather, Heather, they're in the sprinter van. And she's like, she's not a credible person. How are you going to argue with that? Shannon says, you've always said to me, I heard things, but I didn't see her out with things like Shannon's outside with Noella before they get in the sprinter van, talking her through it. And, uh, you know, like trying to take her, not take her side, but trying to like be nice to her. And, uh, Shannon's like, but Gina and Emily are making it something else. All the ladies are in the Sprinter van now. And uh, Heather is looking very pissed off. Noella and Shannon are sitting near each other. And Shannon, uh, you know, I think Heather says something. I guess we know which way Shannon goes because she's being nice to Noella. Um, so somebody asks, why did you say, Noella, I see your point of view? Heather asks Gina. Oh, why did you see? The, oh, yeah, because I guess Gina during that dinner said, I see your point of view to Noella. And Heather's asking Gina, why did you say that? And Gina's like, I don't fucking know. Like Gina's, I think, just drunk and stupid. Uh, Shannon and Noella hop on and says, oh, sorry. they I keep saying they're in the Sprinter van. Shannon and Noella finally get in the Sprinter van. Noella says, sorry for making it awkward, ladies. <laughs> And Dr. Jen says, uh, say sorry to Heather. 
And Heather goes, yeah, say sorry to me. And Noella goes, for what? And Heather goes, for lying. Why can't you just say you're sorry, Heather says. You didn't see anything. Nothing fucking happened. And Noella says, you shoved a member of the crew. And Heather goes, are you out of your mind? I have a family. I have children. I'm John Jansen. (laughs) She goes, what is wrong with you? Who says things like that? And Heather goes, you are in the minority here, Noella. No one is agreeing with you. Now, Heather does use strong arm tactics. This is a isolate. You are alone. Nobody likes you. And listen, if somebody was going after my family or reputation, like, you know, it's not, listen, Heather's annoying, but I would probably do the same thing if I had balls. And Heather goes, you already told us that you lied. Apologize. And Shannon goes, no, someone told her. And Heather goes, I know, but if someone told her, then why does she keep repeating it? And then Shannon all of a sudden wakes up. She's like, oh, don't even go there. Because people told you things, Emily, about my boyfriend, John Jansen, and you repeated it. It was fake and it was wrong. And already I'm like, oh, here comes a flashback. And, uh, of course, we get the flashback. And uh, we get a flashback of that that scene where Emily was talking about, like, a couple seasons ago. Or maybe it was last season about John Jansen getting drunk at a golf tournament with his dad. And it was, like, completely wrong. But I guess Bronwyn told her that. So we get those flashbacks. So at this point, Heather and Noella and Dr. Jen are doing a whole other scene from the other ladies. So there's two separate arguments going on in this. And this is where I'd like to suggest something. And I think this is kind of a genius idea. Do you know how Kanye West has that stem player? And what it does, it can bring the vocal up, take the music out, or it can bring the music up, take the vocal out, or it can just bring the percussion in. I want to do a housewife stem player where I can bring up one argument and bring down the other so I can hear what the fuck is going on. Or I can bring up the other argument, or I can bring up both of them and make it like a little symphony. You know what I'm saying? Um, Shannon in the talking head says, You just don't know what you're going to get with Gina and Emily. One minute we're friends, next minute they're running behind my back. Um, Then we get another flashback of the reunion from the flashback that I was just telling you about John Jensen. It's ridiculous. Um, And Shannon's like, have you ever said sorry to John Jensen? And Emily goes, if you want to do this, let's go. If you want to go there, let's go. And Noella goes, I hate this is day one. No, you don't, Noella. And... This is, Emily finally goes, Noella, stop acting like you're so fucking innocent when you do that bullshit. When you cause all kind of problems, you do that bullshit. I'm sorry, this is day one. Oh my God. And Emily's imitating Noella and her like stupid hair twirl that she does. And it's pretty funny, actually. Shannon says, Emily, you cause problems too. And Emily goes, at least I apologize. I don't lie about shit. And Heather says, shut up. And Noella's like, did you just say shut up to me? And Heather goes, I did. I said, shut up. I didn't. I said, shut up, stop lying. And Noah goes, okay, okay. Dr. Jen and her talking says, altitude or extreme personalities. Gina is laughing. She's like, Heather is so pissed off right now. Shannon says, this is not something to laugh about. It's unbelievable, you guys. I am tearing up right now. I don't like to see arguing and mocking. And Gina goes, oh, I'm not mocking anyone. And Heather goes, my character is being attacked. And they're all just screeching over each other. They pull up to the house. The car is quiet all of a sudden. There's the steps up. Dr. Jen is walking up with Heather. I'm guessing just to lean on her because of the concrete leg. Uh, Noella is with Shannon. And, you know, she's like, this gang mentality in this group is just shocking. Gina and Emily are still in the sprinter van. They're just laughing. They're just like, I like when it's always the two of them behind. They're just like, ah, can you believe it? Eh." Emily can't get out of the sprinter van again. She flips over the chair. 
we're in the kitchen and Shannon says, I would like to say something to all of you. Like, we don't all have to be best friends, okay? We don't with each other, but we are in a friend group. So let's figure out how to be cordial and get along. Heather tells Shannon, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Um, and Heather says, you know what? I'm pissed off about no one standing up for me. And Shannon says, everyone's standing up for you, Heather. And Heather goes, I have four fucking kids. You don't talk that shit about me. Shannon in a talking head says, there are expectations on me to defend Heather, and she is quite a capable woman. If she was upset, someone, she can defend herself. Which, by the way, Shannon's right. Shannon is right here. A champagne cork pops, and Noella goes, love that sound. Like, this is what I'm saying where she's a little off. Like, there's no sign that there's emotional distress or that she's in the middle of a fight. So either something is off potentially with Noella and how she sees the world, or she's just evil. She just doesn't seem like she has a care in the world. Emily kicks up her shoes, and she goes, I can't breathe in Aspen. Heather is outside with Shannon, um, and Heather goes, I don't even remember what we were talking about an hour ago, Shannon. Let's just, we'll figure it out later. By the way, this is very Yellow Jackets, that Showtime show. Like, I always, all of a sudden, I was like, this is very, they're stuck in a cabin. They're about to have some weird orgy and then just start eating each other. It's very Yellow Jackets. Um, Heather goes, but here's the thing. Noella says, all this shit about me, I know I'm not hearing it, but I don't feel supported. Shen says, I feel it's my job to have rational conversations with her and talk things through. And, uh, you know, I said, what if Heather goes, if she said Shannon is a racist uh, and she steals money and Shannon goes, oh, great, put more labels on me. And Heather's like, but you would be upset. And Shannon and I talking to Ed says, we have one thing in common. When someone says something we know is not true, we get upset and we want to defend ourselves. Do another flashback to Heather saying she yelled at her the whole way through. It didn't do that, but you did. I don't know, guys. I don't know. It's another flashback. I don't know what to tell you. Um, uh, Shannon goes, it's hurtful. Oh, Heather goes, it's hurtful because somebody will believe that. Shannon goes, I'm a peacemaker. Dr. Jen says, you can't just go around making up lies about people. Um, and Noella says, I'm sorry. There are issues. I hate it. Uh, also, Shannon has like her voice where it's like, a, you know, like Shannon, when she had a couple drinks, she's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Ah, she, you know, she's like, she's like loose. She's loose. She's vacation, Shannon. Um, Heather says, you think I like it? She needs to admit it and apologize and I will forget it like that. The houseman is like refilling people's glasses of wine. Uh, Gina goes, Heather is fucking mad. She's mad. She's pissed. Um. Emily goes, I think I instigated all of it. And Gina goes, oh, you mean like emotionally? And Emily in a talking head goes, you know, it, 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 I, if there wasn't so much shit, there wouldn't be any shit to stir. It's like the chicken or the egg. The shit comes first. There's way more shit than me shit stirring because there's way too much shit. Heather, Dr. Jen, and Shannon come in. And uh, Gina asks Heather, how's my girls? And Heather goes, when people tell stories, there are lies, there are consequences, and it's fucked up. Noella is just staring and goes, are you okay? And Dr. Jen says, she's really upset. It's not okay. And Noella goes, oh. And Heather says, she's more worried about you, Gina, than me. And Noella goes, of course I care. And Heather goes, if you cared, you wouldn't lie about me. 
And Noella says, help me, guys. And Heather says, please help her. Heather goes to the chef. Are you making French fries right now? Can I see how you do that? It's a weird moment. Shannon to Noella says, this is what I need you to do, Noella. If you want to make things better, I need you to say you're sorry. You say, I heard it. It was hearsay. And I'm sorry that I did that. And Noella goes, okay, I can do that. But I don't think it'll be well received. And Shannon goes, but, 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 but. Not from a defensive place. Don't say it from a defensive place. Don't do that right now. Don't use, and don't use the word liar. Uh, and then Noella goes, okay, Heather, would you be receptive to a conversation with me? And Heather is maybe not right now. And Noella goes, let me know when the timing is right. You know, for you, there are things we need to discuss. And I'm really shocked that it got brought up on the first night with dinner. But I would love to have a one-on-one with you, 100%. And Heather goes, Okay, fuck it. We'll have it now. They walk to another couch. Heather's with a huge glass of wine. She just stares at Noella. And then we get to be continued. Next week, uh, we hear a lady go over the river and through the woods. We see a bear costume, which, by the way, they already done that bear costume prank on Real Housewives of Dallas. It gets a little old. I don't know who's requiring that of these ladies. Um, They're doing a mine. They're going through a mine and Gina's like, is anybody ever died in a mine? This is the episode where Noella screams by a river. Shannon, once again, saying Emily brings things up. Shannon telling Emily that uh, it's me and Gina's business. And then Shannon hugging Noella while she's crying. So that is a man. We God, I get dude. I just did an hour and 41 minute podcast. What the fuck? This was supposed to be an hour tops, but I, I just, I like you guys so much. (laughs) Um, you guys, let's have a better weekend than we had last weekend. Can we do it? Can we can we can we rise to that challenge? Can we do something? Can we hang out with somebody? Can we talk to somebody that we haven't talked to in a while or make somebody smile this week or, or do something nice or even do something nice for yourself? Spoil yourself this weekend. You can do it. I give you permission. Please. Uh God, let's just let's just have fun. We'll get back to work on Monday. I'll be bright here, here bright and early, doing a pop culture roundup. If you need me, I'm here. Uh, I'll be doing some Patreon episodes this weekend. And uh, I think that's it. Um, I need to go to bed because I got a big day tomorrow, too. I got a bunch of cool meetings and shit like that. So, um, okay. Uh, you are one of the best relationships I have in my life, you guys. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you on Monday. Bye. Betches.